Let's do it. Welcome to the Everyday Mulemanship Podcast. My name is Ty Evans, and today is Mule Tip Tuesday. Appreciate you guys tuning in with us, and uh, got a lot of really good questions today. Um, you know, last week, between now and last week, we've had a whole bunch of emails come in, uh, lots of good, good questions, so I'm excited to get to these today. Um, I want to know, did you guys get the newsletter I sent out yesterday? I hope so. Yesterday was, what, the 28th of December? And I sent out our introduction to the Daily Diaries newsletter. I hope you guys got that. Um, if you didn't, uh, maybe you should check your email and make sure that if you haven't done so already, make sure you're subscribed to our free newsletter. Um, if you're not subscribed, just go to our website, tsmules.com. And just on the homepage, just scroll down and it just says subscribe to our newsletter. So it's pretty easy. Uh, so make sure you're subscribed to that. And for those of you that are subscribed to our online video library, um, you guys kind of have a special treat. And I haven't heard anybody say anything about it yet. But, you know, on that you get uh, you get kind of an early peek at the Daily Diaries. We already have, we're already on week two on the online video library. Um, so make sure you're checking that out. Uh, we're sending out, you know, on the online video library, the, uh, you get to see the full length videos of each session. And, you know, if you're subscribed to the newsletter, which I hope you all are, then you're getting uh, a little, kind of the, uh, just a little peek at it and then a few tips and things for you guys to work on. So anyways, yeah. And our, the Daily Diaries kicks off next week. It's going to be I'm gonna send out uh, a little video every week for you guys and a little write-up of how things are going. Um, and Dally is doing good. I'm, you know, you guys are gonna be getting, like I said, the first week, those of you that subscribe for free, getting the first week uh, coming up here on Monday. Um, but for me, I'm already in, I'm working on week three. <laughs> so uh, it, things, things have been going okay. There's been a few tough spots I uh, can't wait for you guys to see week number two because in, I had a heck of a time in week number two session. And so uh, you get to see some of that going on. But uh, anyways, um, let's see here. I, I want to get to my tip for today. So I was, uh, I was reading True Horsemanship Through Feel by Tom Dorrance. Have any of you ever read that book? If you haven't, you need to. But it's basically like a textbook of horsemanship. And I really like Bill Dorrance and the things he has to say. Um, every time I read that book, um, or op just even sometimes I just open up a chapter or you know, if you, and just read a couple of pages, but I always get something out of it. And I wanted to share with you guys what I got out of it just yesterday. Um, but... He's talking, Tom, uh, Bill Dorrance is Tom Dorrance's brother. And in this section, he's talking about this whole style of horsemanship and mulemanship, you know, as I call it, mulemanship, right? Um, he's talking about making bridle horses and this style. And he says, quote, For most people, it's going to take time to get good at this. 
and then I like this next part, and see value in it. Um, that's really important to me. Um, it's it's this this kind of stuff that we're teaching you guys. It, it's really not easy. Um, I mean, if we're being honest, it's it's not easy to to grasp. It's it's a challenging, and it's a process, and something that I I hope you guys got a chance to listen to my latest uh, bonus podcast I did on my 2020 revelation. If you haven't listened to that episode of the podcast, you need to check it out. Go to Everyday Mealmanship with Ty Evans on Apple or Spotify or whatever and listen to that but you know it this process takes time and it takes uh you know it takes understanding each animal and really trying to build a connection with each animal and bring, bringing out their individual bests so um yeah so so just i guess I guess my tip for you this week would be be willing to give yourself time to get this. Give yourself time to understand. It, it's You don't have to be in a hurry, and you don't have to know it all today. And that's a lesson that I had to learn myself because I, I'm the t I just consume information. I'm always trying to learn. I'm always trying to get better for myself and for, for my mules and for you. I'm trying to get better. Um, and present better information. And I just, I want to know it now. I'm just that type of person. I want to know it right now. And I've learned that it takes time. And I'm trying to be more patient in my own learning. And I hope you guys can be patient in your learning. And by doing that, being patient with yourself, you guys will also be patient with your mules. And that is so key to making progress is, is you got to be patient and uh, and over time just like Bill Dorrance says you will see the value in this stuff so anyways that's my tip for you guys this week I would love to know what you guys think of that uh, leave me a comment those of you that are watching this live on Facebook right now uh, leave me a comment say uh, tell me what you think so okay let's get to some questions because I got a, a lot of really good questions, and I hope I can get to them all. And I don't know if I'll have time to get to your live questions, but feel free to post on, on here. Uh, if I don't get to these live questions today, then I'll try to get to them next week. Okay, so the first one, and this one's a little deep, so I want you to hang in here with me, okay? Uh, and it came from no Nani Ahoy, and I, I probably just killed that name. I'm sorry. But Nani's question was, how do you get out of your own head? That was her question. And she explained that she came off her mule this past spring. She got busted up enough that she needed to be life lighted out of there. Um, she went on to say that basically she's comfortable with her own horses, uh, but she's not comfortable, comfortable on her young mule. Uh, and she also put a note in, that this young mule that she's riding now is not the mule that she got hurt on. Actually, she wrote that hurt me. Um, and that's part of what I want to address because I think it's really important whenever you guys get get in any type of uh, wreck or you get any any type of um, you know mishap with your animals, you really need to separate the mule 
from what happened. You, you got you got to separate that and think of think of these things separately, and it really helps you get down to it. So basically, she's yeah. How do, how does how do you get out of your own head? And this is something that comes up at every clinic, and it's challenging. And um, and and usually, I found that when people are at the clinics too. And, and they're in this state of mind, they're really actually not quite ready for me um, to present a lot of things to them. So I have to go back even further. And one of the things that I recommend whenever you guys, whenever this happens, and it's going to happen. I, it's going to happen to you, I promise. Um, but you need to individualize the situation. Okay, you got to individualize it. That means put it by itself. That happened then. Don't generalize the situation, meaning don't apply it across the board to, to all your horses, all your mules, okay? So it happened that time, that day at that moment, okay? So, so you break it down like that. Don't generalize it across the board, you know? Um, you know, just because you got in a car wreck doesn't mean that all cars are evil, okay? That's... You know, just because you fell off your mule doesn't mean that all mules are evil or all horses are all equine are evil or whatever, or that they're all out to get you. It doesn't work like that. So you really got to individualize it. I found that helps a lot of people. Um, the next thing, um, and and she, uh, she might even be on here. I'm not going to say the name, but she's a good friend of mine, a really good friend of mine. And she got injured pretty bad. In fact, she broke her neck on a mule and she came to a clinic and she was she wanted some help you know and and this this friend of mine she's a go-getter and she's a hard worker and she's very dedicated to mulemanship and horsemanship she's a good rider and really tries okay but she was so much in her own head just like Nani's asking about and she wanted some advice and she did not like the advice I gave her at the time. And she, she hasn't said anything about it since. So maybe she still thinks that my advice is, you know, worth nothing. She's still a friend of mine. Um, but she was actually very angry at me when I gave her this advice. But I have found this really, really, really works if you apply it. And my advice to her was stop writing and being selfish around your animals. Um, and it's really hard when you guys get hurt, when you get injured, you're, you're worried about yourselves. You, you, you're thinking, oh, I hope I don't get hurt. Oh, I don't want to fall off. Oh, I hope I, he doesn't slip. I hope, I hope, I hope, I hope. I, I don't, you know, there's lots of eyes in those sentences or rather in those thoughts. So one thing that has helped is Turn your thinking around, and this and this is hard. And also, just like my tip for the day, my tip today went along perfect with this question, okay? But but you got to give yourself time to adapt. Don't feel too bad to go day by day by day and just try to get a little bit better every day. But turn it around to where you focus. How can I help this mule? Maybe it's a horse, whatever. Maybe it's your donkey. I don't care. Maybe it's your dog that bit you. How, how can I help them? How can I serve that animal? 
what does that animal need? Then you, you then that gives you a, a different set of answers, right? When you, when you ask that question, instead of what do I need, what does my mule need to, to, to get better, to fit this relationship better? Oh, then you have a list. Okay, well, you know, you start to break down the individual accident, like I said, individual accident. Okay, I, I was going down the trail. All right. Um, well, we, we come up on some bikers, and my mule's really scared of bikes, and the mule spun around and took off down the trail. Well, which way did it spin? Is what I'd ask. Which way? Oh. It spun to the right. Okay, so how can I help my mule handle that situation better? I've talked to you guys a million times about keeping them centered, right? So, okay, well, it looks like that right side was really weak. Okay, I can do a little bit more with my leg. I can, I can, I need to build a little more feel with my rein on that right side of the neck, my leg on that right side of the body, my seat bones, all these things you can build. So you, so you break it down, how can I help that animal? What do I need to do? And the other thing that really helps is don't be afraid to take really, really small steps in getting back. Um, you don't have to be no cowboy. And I'd beg to, to, you know, the case that you know, just getting back on it has nothing to do with being a cowboy. I wanted to be a cowboy my whole life. I work at it every day. And doing right by the animal is, you know, taking care of your horse, your mule, is at the top of the list, even if you are a cowboy. So take small steps. Um, and most of you, most of you on here, and I don't know Nani that asked this question, but most of you don't have writing jobs. Am I right? You're not writing for a living, are you? Um, you're not required to get back to work on this the second. Uh, I got a good friend on here, and she might be watching. I didn't see her name yet. Oh, I did see. She's on here. But, you know, we were at a clinic. And she was a little nervous. And she had a mule that's a little bit more uh, green, definitely more green. And she has another mule that is just, I would say, one of the best mules in this, I mean, in the world. I mean, just, just a fantastic mule, um, amazing mule. Okay, and she was really trying to work on this green mule. And she, and, and she had had an accident She's had stuff come up. I don't need to go into detail on this story, but she's had stuff. And so it was quite a trial, quite a challenge for her to ride this green mule. And I give her so many points and so many kudos for trying. Good for her. But we realized at that clinic, we realized that it would be better and she would be able to serve her mules better if she rode her older, confident, really good mule. That's better for her. And it's totally okay to take that step. You, you know, you gotta, 
think think the long game. Play the long game with these mules and these horses and yourself. Play the long game. The short-term stuff seems to put us in a lot of dead ends when we're looking for shortcuts. Play the long game. So what can I do to prepare so, you know, later on I'm set up to for success so that things don't happen? And you know what, you guys... Try to think of the blessings, too, that come up. These wrecks that happen. The crap that happens. Think of it a little different. Like my good buddy, Sam Scaling. In fact, he's, he's married to Sky's cousin, so he's practically family. But one of my best friends. He called me last night, and Sam's got himself a night job. <laughs> he, he drives a sleigh. Um, he drives a team of draft horses, and, and he drives a sleigh uh, for, for the ski resorts. You know, here in Utah, we got a lot of snow. Right, skiing is a big industry. And he calls me last night and he was upset. He was he was really wound up. Uh, there had been a big wreck. Um, one of the, the teams, th th there were some rules that were broken by a driver, basically. But one of the teams ended up in a big wreck. Picture this big, uh, I mean, these horses are these horses are big. I don't know what they weigh. I'm guessing 1,500 pounds, but had flipped over and almost choked out and was a, a big, big wreck. And you know, Sam witnessed this happen, and he 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 saw what could be avoided, and and he saw how how we could fix that if, if it come up again, how he could fix it if it come up again. Well, my gosh, guess what? The same scenario was about to happen to him later on last night, the same evening he witnessed this before. What's the chances of this type of wreck happening twice in one night? But he had, since he saw that wreck happen before, he knew what to do the second time. He knew what to do the second time, and so he, he was able to save the wreck. There wasn't a wreck. He got out of it. That is a blessing. So these... These things that come up, these these things that happen, you know, try to learn from them, try to get better. And my last tip for you, Nani, on this deal is, you know, I would encourage you to get as much quality information and knowledge about getting uh, your mules, your horses really broke. And I hope that's why you asked the question here uh, for me, uh, you know, to help you out. And, and wherever else you need to seek knowledge, um, whether it's clinics or books or videos or whatever, but seek knowledge to, to get your mules as broke as you can, your horses as broke as you can. Because a centered mule, a centered horse, that's a safe one. So, good question. Okay, the next question. I'd love to hear what you guys have to say about that reply. The next question comes from Aaron Hempel. He asked this last week too, and I didn't get to it, but this was a fantastic question. He asked, what's the difference between a mechanical hackamore and a traditional hackamore? Followed up by, why do I, me, why do I like the traditional better? So first thing, Aaron, is obviously the physical differences, I mean, are, are night and day. If you saw two pieces of equipment, you saw the traditional hackamore, which let me be clear, um, modern day horsemen, what, what myself and others would consider a hackamore is a bozelle, a hanger, and a makati. 
That's a hackamore. If you it, some of the traditionalists, some of my buddies out in California watching this, um, they go deeper. A hackamore is only a half inch or bigger. Anything under a half inch, they just call it a bozelle. Um, whatever. But for for modern day horsemen, just the bozelle, makati, and the hanger makes up a, a traditional hackamore. Okay. So if you saw your traditional hackamore, Aaron, hanging on the wall, and you saw a mechanical hackamore hanging on the wall, you, you would not even consider anything being similar whatsoever. The only thing, I guess, that is, is in any way the same is that there is no bit. You're not putting anything in the mouth. Okay, there's no bit. It's just, it just goes around the nose. Your traditional hackamore, that's what I use. I, I would not recommend the mechanical at all. I have used them, uh, grew up with them, used plenty of them. Junk, 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 I'm sorry. <laughs> Don't use them. They're just a waste of your time. You know, if you're gonna, if you're gonna go to that, you know, there, there's plenty of other good pieces of equipment you can use and that's not one of them. Um, your traditional hackamore fits like a hat over the nose. And, and you adjust it accordingly. You shape it accordingly. You gotta shape these hackamores. You gotta put blocks in them and shape them. And, 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 and how you tie the makati on there, whether it's high or low on there, um, depends on the level of the, the horse or the mule that, that's wearing it. The mechanical hackamore operates off of leverage. The traditional hackamore operates off of feel. Um, so there's a lot of differences. Why do I use a traditional hackamore? Well, I kind of told you already uh, some of the things, but uh, mostly the feel that it offers. The progression I follow is snaffle bit for a couple of years, hackamore for one year, two rain for one year, and then finish out the bridle. So, you know, you start in the snaffle bit, Aaron, and the snaffle bit is a very uh, obvious piece of equipment. It's the most, it's the easiest piece of equipment for your animal to figure things out in. For example, if you wanna kind of uh, turn them, let's just say you wanna make, make a circle to the right. Well, you, you pick up on the right rein and, and you have your left rein kind of coming across the neck a little bit. But when you pull on that right rein, for example, they have a little feel in the corner of, their, uh, of the mouth on the right side and the rings on the other side of the mouth are, are, are pushing against it. So it's just kind of, kind of turning their head real simple like it. And it's very obvious to the mule how to deal with that and how to figure that out. Okay, so then when you go to the hackamore, the traditional hackamore, that hackamore shouldn't even be in that name of mechanical. They, they stole something very pure and ruined it. Um, but the traditional hackamore, you've taken away one of the pieces. And most people say, well, yeah, you took away the bit. Well, no, that's obvious. But you, you've taken away the pull on one side, but you still have the push on the other side. There's a lot of feel there. So it's a really great way to refine the things you have going in the snaffle bit because you have less than you do in the snaffle bit. You know, in, in making a bridle mule, you're progressing, you're doing less and less and less, okay? The most, the, 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 the most signaling piece of equipment we have is the snaffle bit. Then we go down to the hackamore, down to the bridle. So, good question, Aaron, appreciate that. Um, Let's see. One, one last thing I did write down here that I wanted to share was, and this is what's nice about getting these questions ahead of time is I have more time to think about them. 
but you know that mechanical hackamore it it's a it's a nose cruncher it's a it's a nose cruncher so you're you got the curb under under the chin on the jaw and you have the nose band and those when you pull back on the reins there's levers and those crunch the nose those squeeze the nose shut so anyways the traditional hackamore doesn't do that at all you it, there's nothing there for it to do that good question okay mary allen wrote in and this is an interesting one too but she's got she's got a mule that's charging the fence when it, she separates it from others um it's busted four posts trying to jump through the fence cut up its nose needed stitches um while she's out cleaning the corrals or feeding or whatever this mule struck at at her multiple times tries to bite her um she she goes on she sent me a long email but she she gives me a few other details but one one detail that she shared with me that really really stuck out it was like red flashing lights was she says this she says when she works with him at times this mule can be very dull or at other time at other times um this mule can be really wound up and kicks and bites and has big reactions so that's that's a that's a big deal right there so you know a lot of these mules that have have these tendencies when you're out just around them like this or when they're so worried that they're mentally uncomfortable um they're so wound up to be separated uh there's a lot of stuff there going on mentally and it's not any good um i want to get the mule in a good frame of mind i want to get that mule mentally comfortable and just just letting that mule hang out you know you think well fine i just let it be a mule that's okay but on a mule like this first thing i would do is build a connection so i would go through my groundwork checklist a lot of you have on here that are watching right now or or listening on the podcast or are aware of the checklist but i'd go through that groundwork and i'd be pretty good at it and i'd and i'd take the time it takes however long it takes i would go through that groundwork i don't care i don't care if it takes you you know two days of groundwork before you can ride or two months of groundwork before you can ride uh, it doesn't matter but i'd get real good at it i'd create a connection mary because when you when you get this stuff going they they are engaged in with their mind they're engaged with their mind they're not so wound up you know a mule that's willing just to push through a fence and bust up its nose um, just because another horse is leaving or a mule is leaving or whatever it was that mule's just so mentally unstable uh, it is just an animal at that point the cool thing about mules and actually a lot of other creatures you know dogs and uh, there, there's a lot of other creatures like this is that you can get these animals really thinking at, the, at an advanced stage for an animal right that's what's so cool that's why we love working with horses and mules and donkeys and equine is because they have this capacity to learn and and be different than just a deer or an elk or an antelope but when they're so worried about a herdmate leaving them that they're going to jump through a darn fence they are not in a good state of mind so mary that's my first and foremost 
goal is to create this connection. And how do you create a connection? Take, takes time. You might just go out in the darn pen and hang out and just observe. I mean, you, you need to know your mule before it's ever gonna give you the light of day to know you. You know, if, if you're not interested in learning about that mule and who it is, why, why is it, you know, a mule this, like this that she described, why, you know, why would he worry about you? You know, you're just, a, you know, at the low end of the totem pole in this herd. Obviously, the way this mule treats you, you're way down on the list. He's way more interested in all these other critters that he's around than you. So you need to know this mule better. And like I said, when you get to know it, then you start going through this groundwork. You start working, start sorting this stuff out. And then you start building, you get riding, you get using, you get them thinking, you get them working, you get them in a good frame of mind. That's such a big, such a big piece right there. Um, you know, and one of the other details she wrote in there was one time when this meal came at her, was striking at her. She said she had a, you know, a, a rake, you know, she'd clean up the crap in the corral and had a rake and she kind of held it up. You know, and, and the mule kind of stopped and, and then went off and the mule came up again later. So I, I would have, if a mule is going to come up real aggressive to me, and, and this is just breaking it down into an individual moment. At that moment, I'm going to drive that mule away. Okay, I'm going to make sure, I'm going to make sure that mule knows that it cannot move my feet. Um, we will, we will start right there on building this connection. You know, that first and foremost in this relationship, you can't run me over. You can't strike me. You can't bite me. That's not going to happen. And uh, so I'd drive it off and say, no, I'm not going to, you know, back off. So that's one thing you could have done too, Mary. But I'd start building these things. You know, when we're, we go through this groundwork checklist, we, we work on the feet, right? We work on, you know, breaking down each foot, getting control of each foot. And that's super important. And I just, I just get going with that stuff. No better day than today to get to work on these things, build this connection, and get this stuff going. And Mary, you know, follow along. This uh, mule I got that I'm working all year named Dally. Got these Dally Diaries coming along for every week for you guys in 2021. And uh, there's going to be some good stuff. And even if you, I like this mule, she's extremely sensitive, very touchy. But I am making myself take the time and really get each piece going good so I can keep working and keep building and and so get her more ready and you know if you follow along with that Mary you'll be on the right track too so anyways we're about out of time folks I really appreciate you hanging in here with me spending a half hour with me I hope uh hope you got something out of today's mule tip Tuesday um if it's not too much to ask I would just love it if you would leave us a review. Um, Apple Podcasts, you can leave a review and, you know, or Facebook or shoot, just send me an email. I'd uh, love to hear from you guys. So, uh, but thank you for watching. Please tell your friends about Meal Tip Tuesday and about our clinics and the online video library. And we just uh, are so grateful for all your referrals. So, anyways, God bless you guys and we will see you next week.